Dear Heavenly Father, we are grateful to you for your provision of uh, the things we need to be here this morning and for a warm place to meet on such a cold day. And dear Lord, we're especially grateful to you for your love for us and for your kind gift to us of your people and your word. We pray that today you would bless us as we seek you together in your word and that you would make this time profitable for our marriages. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so um, today we're going to begin to talk about the sexual relationship in Christian marriage. And um, like most of the other subjects we've talked about, um, this is an area where I feel like I've made many mistakes and uh, but also learned many lessons that I hope will help others. Um, and one thing about this area of marriage is it's really hard to find help in the physical relationship in marriage. It's even more true for a Christian marriage. Um, you know, the people that are sort of uh, sex therapists or whatever in our society are usually coming from such a different perspective than Christians are with regard to sexual morality that Christians tend to be very uncomfortable asking for help from that source. And so, and yet, it's not something that you feel comfortable talking to other people about. Even, you know, your pastor, um, you know, it's just not something that we feel comfortable talking to people we know. It's like, um, so that's one of the reasons why I, I want to spend some time on this because it's something that uh, I know, um, you know, when I was, during times of, of struggle and confusion, I didn't really know where to turn and I didn't really have a place to turn. So I, uh, I'm very alert to that need. And uh, that's one of the reasons that I'm uh, wanting to, to f you know, con confront this subject together. So, um, you know, obviously we need to start with the fact that that sex is a wonderful and spectacular gift that the Lord has given us. Um, and we'll get into this more next time, next week. But God has made this um, to be something that has the ability to um, create a very deep bond between two people. But also, it's God's given it to us, obviously, um, to have children, but also... He's made it spectacular in order that it might be a source of refuge. I, to me, it's, uh, it's almost like every once in a while your computer needs to be rebooted. It's like in the sexual act, 
it's like your, your mind and your soul get rebooted in some ways. And so, um, and God has given us the capacity for great um, ecstasy in this that, that can both um, have a tremendous effect on our relationship, on our marriage, and also upon, you know, our, our souls, our it's a, it's a, uh, like a wonderful uh, cause for worship of the Lord for giving us such a wonderful gift. On the other hand, sex is cursed. It's under the curse, just like everything else in life. Um, and that means that it's not just smooth and easy and um, it's, it involves work and toilsome work. It involves effort and sacrifice and even pain, um, just like all the other things God cursed. Um, so sex is wonderful, but it's not always very easy. Um, the second thing I want to say this morning is that the, sex, a, the sexual relationship is really one of the keys to a healthy marriage. Um, it's, it's essential that, that for a couple to really have a marriage that's clicking, to have an erotic bond between them that um, helps to fuel their love for each other and their adoration of each other. And so it's, um, you know, there are definitely times when, um, you know, for physical reasons, it's impossible for a couple to really have much of a sexual relationship. And, you know, you have to expect that God is going to give people a special grace in those circumstances, according to the circumstances that he has allotted them. But um, ordinarily... This is a really key area that needs um, every effort to, to uh, bring to a happy place um, in order to invest in the marriage. And, you know, one of the great things about a Christian marriage is that we have a Redeemer, as we said in the first lecture. A Redeemer who is powerful to help us to resolve to reconcile to escape the the things that that uh, uh, hold us back or cause us to have a dysfunctional sexual relationship uh, so and this is really the sexual relationship is a two-way thing um, you know it's it's not enough for one person to feel satisfied sexually um, it, it really is a, a two-way thing. God hasn't made sex to be something where one person um, is the provider of pleasure and the other one's the recipient of the pleasure, even though that's sometimes the way it works at a given moment. But in terms of the whole relationship, it needs to be a two-way thing. And um, so... That means that um, sometimes people 
are happy with their sexual life when the fact is their spouse really isn't. And that does not create the bond that uh, needs to be there. And uh, therefore, we should never be satisfied with just our own satisfaction. Um, we need to work and um, become and apply effort to try to improve whatever it is that's lacking. And that starts with, um, you know, with love. With, like in Ephesians 5, where it talks about how you are, you know, that the, uh, the happiness of the, of the wife is a man, uh, the husband's happiness. That, that uh, he's, he's foolish to just think about himself, that it's, his wife is part of his own body. And certainly the same thing is true with a woman. So it's, it's something that uh, we need to own the other person's satisfaction as well as our own. And that means we become their sexual servant and, um, and not just be content with them being our sexual servant. It's really two people serving each other in love. And it starts with being a listener and a student because people are complicated and it isn't always easy to figure out what's happening and why it's happening. Um, but God, you have to trust that God is able to help give you the help that you need to, to either figure it out or to resolve it without figuring it out. And, uh, and apply yourself in that way. Um, it also involves being able to communicate about sex with each other. You know, uh, this is very hard for some people. And, you know, I, I, uh, I really obviously haven't um, talked to any of you about your sexual relationship without, with the exception of Jordan and Emily before they got married, you know, in anticipation, but not, you know, obviously not um, about what's going on. And so I'm ignorant about what's going on in your lives, and I should be, and that's fine. But so I, I don't, it could be that all of you have regular deep conversations about this. All I know is that a lot of people don't. A lot of people are very uncomfortable talking about this, even with each other. And, um, and that's, if you're, going to, if you're going to get where you need to be, that has to end. And you have to force yourself to have conversations. And you know, the re one of the reasons I think it's so hard to have conversations is because we've completely unskilled at it. That is... Most of us didn't grow up having conversations about sex with our parents or even with our peers. And therefore, we're, we're sort of awkward talking about this. And we, we're, it's something that we haven't um, gotten used to. And sometimes it's, just, it's helpful just to read books, just to sort of 
get yourself conversant with the, uh, the conversation about the sexual relationship so that you can have an easier time talking with each other. Um, and when I say important to talk to each other about sex, I don't mean, you know, in theory, like talk about the sad state of our society with regard to sexual immorality or some person who struggles with pornography or something like that. I'm talking about your own personal relationship sexually. And so I urge you, if this is, if, if you have, um, you know, if this is an area where you, there's some level of dysfunction, some level of uh, um, where things aren't where you think they should be, then um, this is the day to start applying yourself and, and putting forth the effort. It's it, not enough to just sort of be frustrated. Um, you have to trust that God has given you the problem, but not just to look at it and be frustrated by it, but have confidence that he is able to help you tackle this problem and get going on it. Apply yourself to it. Pray about it. Talk about it. Read about it. Whatever's needed, think about it. Um... Talk about your past. A lot of times things in the past are really what's the pro causing the problem. Um, you know, there could be past experiences and they might be kind of experiences that someone doesn't even think are important. But they are. And, um, and so it's... Um, I was just reading the story of a person who, um, you know, um, they figured out that the problem was not with a past sexual experience, but with a past relationship that the guy had had with a girlfriend who had been abused. And that was causing a lot of issues with him, just that having that experience. She was abused while he was dating her. You know, she was raped. And so, um, you know, talk about your past. And, and one of the things about the past that's important to talk about is, you know, any way that you might have sinned against the other person in the past. Um, and again, you know, one of the bad habits of many Christians is their response to sin is to try to stop it instead of repenting of it. Repenting is the way that God has given us to deal with sin, first way. And yes, I'm not saying you shouldn't stop it, try to stop it. I'm saying that, that that's not enough. You've got to go back and try to deal with how you've hurt people in the past. And so, um, when you sinned, so, um, you know, if there's some way that you sinned against each other, and you know, maybe it was both of you in agreement, well, that doesn't matter. It's still, both people need to repent for, your, for their part and, and recognize 
their responsibility in it and apologize for it. Um, and even, you know, I would think that um, even something done before you knew the other person, you, in a sense, if you sin sexually, you know, before you even meet your spouse, in a sense, you're sinning against your spouse even though you haven't met her yet or him. So it seems to me it's still a, the right thing to do to ask forgiveness. You, don't, you can't deal rightly with the present until you deal rightly with the past. In all of this, it's important to remember, you know, it, there's, a, there's a goal, a wonderful, glorious goal to aspire to and to, it's attainable. Not necessarily, you know, in a, obviously not perfectly, but, but however, it's, we also have to remember that sex is just sex. It's not life. It's not all there is. There are a lot of people for whom they act like sex is everything. And the fact is it's not. And, you know, we can see that even in our lives. Even a person who is feeling, and, you know, Satan love, loves to get people to think that sex is everything. But you can see it's not. Even with someone who might be thinking that way. Um... You know, ask them, so do you think that when you're old and on your deathbed that you'll still be thinking about sex? Well, the obvious answer is probably not. Um, and so you can see just from that that sex isn't everything. Um, how about, do you think about sex when you're sick as a dog? No, you don't. I had a sick episode this week, and when not, you know, when you're sick, you're not thinking about anything except just your own pain, your own condition, and getting past it. And uh, and so you know, it's it's obvious that that uh, sex really doesn't belong in that uh, place where. Um, so it's it's not as important as many other things in life. I mean, who would who would say, okay, you can cut off my hand. I, you know, I'll trade it for being able to have sex right now with this person. Nobody's going to do that. It's it's not that important. Um, there's a lot of other things that are more important than sex. Now, um, Sex, though, because it's so pleasant and pleasurable, it can easily become an idol. You know, when, when God created the world, he created a lot of ordinary things. And, um, and you know, our lives, our lives are filled with ordinary things. But he also created some extraordinary things. And those extraordinary things are the things that are easiest to, to turn into idols. And, uh, and so those are the things we have to watch out for um, in um, allowing them be, to become sort of all important in our hearts. 
And obviously sex is one of those things and that's why it has for so many people become an idol. And so um, it is a wonderful thing, but it's also a dangerous thing because it can be sought as if it's an end into its, unto itself, as if it's bigger than God. A lot of times it, it f feels like it's bigger than God. But of course, it's laughable. Every one of us knows that it's laughable, that, that anything is bigger than God. Um, so, now let me address one other issue, and then I'm going to let you split up. Actually, I'm going to give you some extra time today. I'll cover this next time. Um, I have extra questions today. I have five questions. And split up in couples, of course. And all, all of our conversations about any really sensitive topic like this, I'm always going to do in couples. Because, um, obviously, not everyone would be comfortable in talking about a subject like this with anyone but their spouse. And many of us might not be comfortable talking with our spouse, but you need to become comfortable talking to your spouse, even if you are not. And so uh, I'm going to force you into couples to talk about whether, and, uh, but I'm not going to force you to talk to others outside of your where did Jesse go? I saw him and then, you know, try to get to number five where you can pray together. Okay? And obviously you want to find discreet places and turn off your mic. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you feel comfortable talking about your physical relationship? Do you have anything to apologize for in your sexual relationship? Are there any issues you feel like need to be discussed in your sexual relationship? Do you pray about your sexual relationship, that is, personally? And then pray together about your sexual relationship. Okay.